0: All right, so what does it mean for us? Um, I think right now, if we look around and we look outside, we'll see that it's pretty evident just in creation what it means for us. You'll see life coming about, you'll see blossoms coming into bloom, right? You'll see flowers returning. And so, what does the resurrection mean for us? It means praise God that Jesus was victorious. Even better, he offers us the gift of his victories. You were alienated from God. And your identity was a person who was dead to sin. And now with a recognition of your sin, a repentful heart, you can place your faith in a resurrected Jesus and declare to be right with God. Don't let that pass by. The righteous for the unrighteous. So as we answer this question... We're going to look at Romans 6, 1 through 11 and spend most of our time there to see more of what God has to say about living in the reality of a resurrected Christ. And as we read these verses, note that Paul is writing to a church, right? So people who have placed their faith in Jesus. So if you're here this morning and you do not know who Jesus is or you've not placed your faith in him, I pray that as you hear this good news of what it looks like to be in a relationship with Christ, it will win you over. But you also remember, we just talked about that this is for people who have placed their faith in Christ. And so this message is obviously needed for us as well because the power of sin has been defeated, but the presence of sin, not yet. And that's why we're excited Christ is alive. So as we read these verses, you'll see baptism quite a bit Um, And when you hear that word, if you can just already move over to, when you hear baptism, you think union or to be bound with. So baptized with Christ, I'm united with Christ, or I'm bound with Christ when you hear the word baptism. So let me just read to us verses 1 through 4. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How? So to begin, we see Paul and his wisdom already understands and knows that sin is still present. And it's a tool for our flesh, this world, and our adversary, Satan, to use against us to promote the greatest lie that has been around and goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. And that is that God is not for us. He is against us. When we, you, me, believe That lie, we value ourselves above God. And this is a lie you will combat the rest of your life. Believers do this when we don't value Jesus rightly and we turn him into a cheap dispenser of grace that we think keeps us in control and somehow still allows us to reap the benefits of his victories. Paul says, by no means. Paul is telling you, That if you you are where you're at, you don't understand Jesus' victories, and by no means are you participating in them if you keep him at this cheap dispenser of grace. So how can someone be alive if they are living in what they are dead to? So we don't want to miss that again, right? How can someone be alive if they're living in what they are dead to? You see, if you have a view of Jesus as simply this cheap dispenser of grace, you have an incomplete view. And that only leads to death and enslavement. There is much, much more to Jesus, as Rick and Keith have explained. He is much more than just this theological idea that you just grasp and that's it. And he's way more than just this historical figure that you say, yes, I concede he existed. So Paul reminds us, as Rick and Keith have this morning, if you accept Jesus, you accept him for who he is. Christ, Son of God and Savior. And in so doing, you are uniting yourself to him. You are uniting yourself with his death, his burial, and by the glory of the Father, his resurrection. Wow. This brings us to what should excite us most, That we see at the end of verse 4, it says that the purpose of all of this is that we might walk in the newness of life. That is present tense. Union with Christ means immediate life. Life now. You long to be bound with Christ as you live out your daily lives. You long to serve and not be served. You long to be in a relationship with God the Father. Now, all of these, I know, can be hard at times as we place feelings around everything that we encounter. And this is much more than feelings. This is truth. Know these things. And that all of this will carry on into eternity. And John 17, 3 says, And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, And Jesus Christ, in whom you have sent. So eternal life begins now. And this is all because Jesus is who he says he is. Paul, the same author, to another church in Corinth, he says, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. Oh, how we cling to the truth that Christ has been raised. So we're going to look now down to verses 5 through 11. Let me read that to us quickly. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. in Christ Jesus. So we see here Paul is really beginning to dig in and paint this picture of how life is found. If you believe and you place your faith in Jesus, your life will change because your identity changes. You're no longer a slave. You your sin has been brought to nothing. You have been set free. You were dead, but as Christ was raised, you're raised to life. Sin and death has been defeated once and for all. This means we get to evaluate our lives. We get to. We get to evaluate our lives and find where are we living as though we are imprisoned, yet the door is wide open. The problem is we think we're free in our imprisonment because in our jail cell with us is this small dispenser of cheap grace, and as we struggle with sin that we really don't want to give up, we muster up this little 25-cent coin of forgiveness and we drop it in the machine, crank the machine, out comes this little egg, right? You've all seen that little machine. Pop it open. Yes, I'm forgiven. By no means, is what Paul is saying. Do not treat Christ like that. Verse 11. It's so packed Right at the beginning, it starts out with so. And when you hear that, you can also go with in light of, or because, or therefore. And that all means that our faith is not futile. Christ has defeated sin by paying the penalty of death. So live in the power of the resurrection. Live as if you are dead to sin and alive to God. So to answer the question... What does a resurrection mean for us? It means that eternal life is available for us now. When you declare union with Jesus, Christ, Son of the living God, Savior, you are free to walk in the newness of life. Live knowing that you're not measured by the love that you give or the good that you do, but by the love you actually receive from Christ. That love and grace is the newness of life. You get to live in it because Christ is alive. Live in that truth and watch as Christ works through you by the power of the Holy Spirit to reveal life eternal to everyone around you. And he does that now. And to close quickly, Looking at Luke 24, 5 through 6, it says, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Are you looking for life among the dead? Are you looking for life in your job, your family, your wealth, affirmation of other people? Maybe it's just your bitterness or past circumstances. Great news, in Christ you're free to stop looking for life among the dead. You have one place to turn to for life, and that is Jesus who has risen, and he is ready to make you alive to God, the creator of this world, so that you can find joy and pleasures forevermore in this life and the life to come. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we, we praise your name, the one true creator God, who is holy and perfect. In his love for us, sinners, who can do not enough good, who cannot be perfect, who have not much to offer, you lay down your son's life for us. And in so doing, you ask us just to place our faith and our hope And that he is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, our Savior. And if we do that, we get to walk in a life where our sin has been paid for. We are no longer slaves to it. We are set free. I pray you would meet with us. Spirit, will you convict us and teach us where we are hanging on and imprisoning ourselves the things that we have been set free from. And may all the glory go to the Father, who has raised Christ from the dead and who promises to raise our lives from the dead if we union or put ourselves in union with Christ. It is to the Christ who is raised we ask all these things. In Jesus' name, amen.